Brandon Lewis here. Got a huge announcement. Only for our Big 7 faithful subscribers and audience, you can get your free and first copy before anyone else of the Follow the Money Report. I know I've been talking about this puppy for months now, and you thought, well, maybe like many of the Republican politicians uh, that promise you they will do something but never quite get around to it, but continue to virtue signal about it on social media and through videos and through interviews. Uh, I would not deliver, but oh, alas, we have. This Follow the Money report contains in it, in my opinion, uh, why conservatives want the Republicans to do one thing and why Republicans say they'll do one thing, and yet they get up in Nashville and they do another. And it is the conflict caused by where the money comes from and from whence the money comes from. And once you start looking at the numbers and you start looking at the categories, you will plainly see and quickly see exactly why we can't do anything about school choice, illegal immigration, corporate welfare, and so many other issues. It's all a bunch of virtue signaling, and it's because uh, when you take the money, you owe people things. And after that debt piles up long enough, eventually the constituents back in the district, eh, they're just not as important. So go to followthemoneyreport.com, followthemoneyreport.com, and get your copy of this absolutely free. It's got information in there that you're going to want, and you're going to want to share with other folks uh, who are conservative and like-minded, such as yourself. Follow themoneyreport.com. Get that free, free resource. I believe you're going to find more truth within the pages of that report than almost anywhere else, and you will not get it from any other uh, liberal, corporately-funded media outlet because they don't want you to know that the Republicans, many of them, are pushing the same agenda from the same funding sources as the woke liberal media outlets. All right, guys, what do we got today in the Big Seven? Big Seven, seven big stories. That's why we're here. Things that are happening up in Nashville primarily because the legislative session is uh, going on and we're the only publication from a conservative perspective that focuses on that process in the entire state of Tennessee. I can make that claim, and it is true all the way through. Do go uh, follow us on Twitter, search for Tennessee Conservative, hit that follow button, and also set the alerts. Every time we tweet so you know what's coming out, uh, help us fight big tech censorship by subscribing to our daily newsletter. And you can do that by going to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hitting that subscribe button. Uh, find us at Twitter, Gab, Getter, Truth, Parlor, Rumble, and MeWe, and share, 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 share our news stories. You know, we used to be the most uh, prolific and widely read uh, news outlet in the entire state of Tennessee with more engagement and more reach. But as soon as the Facebook minions discovered that we were actually conservative, they turned us way down, way down to where no one could ever see anything we posted. And so that is why now we are focusing our attention on Twitter and other platforms that have uh, at least made some general statements that they will quit censoring folks. So Stories we've got about Cameron Sexton and Right to Life stuff. We've got stories about uh, Senate passing gender-affirming uh, treatment bans. Uh, we have got stories about parents could be criminalized, which I actually just talked to Representative Clay Doggett about. Uh, we've got uh, drag shows making some uh, making some uh, some progress, uh, and, and by that I mean like preventing it from being in front of children. Uh, we've got some stadium nonsense going on in Nashville. Uh, we've got a school voucher bill that passed. I can't believe it. 
uh, a bill aimed at requiring all governing bodies to allow public comments and lots others. So let's get right into the story. Here's the first one. <clears throat> Not a surprise anymore. Speaker Sexton calls Tennessee right-to-life efforts to protect abortion ban intimidation and uncalled for. As many Republicans in the legislature are pushing bills to weaken the current ban on abortion in Tennessee, now notice I didn't say Democrats, the Tennessee Right to Life is pushing back to preserve the Human Life Protection Act that they penned uh, that was signed into law by the majority of Republicans back in 2019. On February 14th, during a meeting of the House Pop uh, Population Health Subcommittee, Will Brewer from the Tennessee Right to Life conveyed to the subcommittee that his organization would be delivering a negative score for them if they on the report card if they should vote in its favor for one of those bills to weaken the current law. Speaker Sexton made a special trip to the subcommittee meeting to speak out against Brewer, saying that his statements was a threat and intimidation tactic in the goal of persuading subcommittee to comply with the request of Tennessee Right to Life. That's they're an advocacy organization. They specifically do this so that people know who is actually conservative and, and who does not uh, think that life is as precious. It is their function. Sexton called Brewer's efforts uncalled for. I'm here to support this bill to show you all the support on the committee, whoever votes for it, that I stand with you by not having this in intimidation coming before the committee. Buddy, it doesn't matter how close you stand with these people because when it comes time to vote in the primaries, I mean, when you tell people how folks vote, and they and if they're involved with and if they care about pro-life issues, like you can stand with them all day long, but when that vote goes on their record, it's just there. And anybody who wants to run against them can say, so-and-so voted to weaken protections for the un unborn. And it's going to be true. So that's up to them to vote for. During the February 15th meeting of the House Civil Justice Committee, uh, when hearing testimony against a bill which aims to ban transgender medical treatments given to the Tennessee children, Kathy Sinback, executive director of the ACLU in Tennessee, stated that the organization would sue if the bill received passage. Interestingly, Sexton didn't make an appearance to speak out against that intimidation or issues or any statements regarding it. So let me get this straight. Sexton says, as long as I've ever been up here, no one's ever tried to intimidate or persuade the committee. So we got somebody from the ACLU threatening. Sexton doesn't go down there. But when the right for life people say that they're going to tell voters how people are voting to weaken the abortion law, then he's got he, he got all the energy and time in the world to get down there. This guy wants to run for governor. And if you go to followthemoneyreport.com, that's followthemoneyreport.com, you will see where his money comes from. And it ain't from rank-and-file rank uh, Republicans back in his district. It's from special interests. And one of the biggest contributors, let's see who Cameron Sexton's biggest contributor is. I can tell you. I can just flip to this right here on the front. Right here on the front. Let's find out. Followthemoneyreport.com. Who gives him the most money? Let's find out. Let's see. Healthcare is 10.13%. Corporate is 14.96%. Business is 22.24%. It ain't individuals. In-district individuals are pretty low. I'll let you get the report and see. When you take all this money from corporations and special interests, when it comes time to do the people's work back in your district, who almost all of them would, would want this to probably not be weakened, it gets, it gets harder. With all the proposed bills in this new session, this seemingly once strong conviction to the General Assembly showed for the protection of the un unbo unborn rather, just before an election year are nowhere to be found in the world post-Roe. That's how it goes, baby. Politics as usual. Next story. 
Tennessee Senate passes ban on gender-affirming treatments for minors. On Monday, the Tennessee Senate passed Jack Johnson's bill, Senate Bill 1, on a vote of 26 to 6. An amendment was adopted to clarify that hormones and puberty blockers can still be provided by doctors if a patient, if they otherwise are not prohibited by the bill. The amendment also deleted some of the language in Section 2 and clarified the bill is a perspective and only applies to actions occurring on or after uh, July 1st, 2023, meaning it's not retroactive. Democrats, Akbari, Campbell, Kyle, Lamar, Oliver, and Yarborough, who I hear is running for governor, or not governor, rather, mayor in Nashville. I don't see how he could do any worse job than the, the last guy there. Oh, that porky pig with hair. On February 15th, Representative William Lambert's House Bill 1 was passed by a voice vote in a meeting of the House Civil Justice Committee. Democrat Representative uh, Beck, Harris, Jarnigan, Parkinson, and Powell did request that their nay votes be displayed on the public board. House Bill 1 will be heard on the House floor next. Good news. Good news. We can quit, we can quit uh, doing all this terrible business to kids. That would be a great idea. All right, guys. If you want to reach the most politically engaged conservatives across the fruited plains of the volunteer state, they ain't but one place to do it, and it is here. Uh, do download the 2023 ad guide. Go to com slash advertise, and I think there is actually a tab that says advertise, and put your money where your mouth is. If you're old, and if you realize that the grave is very close, and that you should just probably live your convictions and tell people how you really feel, do advertise with us as an aside. Uh, and you can email me, Brandon, at TennesseeConservativeNews.com to do that. When I ran my painting business, I advertised on conservative talk radio. I even ran split ads fighting a tax increase here. I would call into conservative radio shows. I never, ever worried about identifying myself with a conservative cause, and I'll tell you why. I always thought it would be better to have a smaller audience that was closer to me that knew that I stood for the same things they did than to try to be everything to everybody, and it has worked out splendidly in all of my businesses. Just be who you are. Just be who you are. All right, guys. Next story. Tennessee parents could be criminalized based on anonymous allegations of abuse or neglect. Under a new law proposed by Representative Ron Travis and Senator Paul Bailey, parents could be charged with a felony for failure to turn over their child to the woefully inept Tennessee Department of Children's Services. I mean, like turning your, your dog over to the pound if you didn't want them euthanized. I mean, you've seen the record of these people. It's abysmal, terrible, kids in deplorable conditions, censored, censored, C-E-N-S-O-R-E-D, censured, rather, by the General Assembly for their failures. And these are the people that parents should willingly give their kids over to? Like, when you read the reporting on how bad this organization is doing their job, and Ron Travis and Paul Bailey thinks that if you get an anonymous report that you can't stand and face your accuser and that they can take your kids, and if you resist, it's felony? I don't know about this, Ron. I don't know about this, Paul. Guys, email Ron Travis, Paul Bailey. Ask them what, what are they thinking. What kind of government lobbyists came up to them? I mean, they, apparently people don't read bills when they sponsor them because I've heard that excuse over and over again. House Bill 1109 and Companion Bill 1319 would eliminate basic due processes, which requires that a person has the right to know accusations made against them and have their day in court to tell their side of story to a judge. I thought that was kind of like what the entire uh, due process 
like you know, the, the understanding of common law in Western civilization? No, but not only for this failing organization that can't take care of kids in its own custody. Back to the story. Although it appears at first glance that this would provide important protection for children subject to abuse or neglect, this bill would give DCX an arm of enforcement that usurps the constitutional protections of due process. DCS gets referrals for child abuse or neglect through the portal or by a hotline, and these reports can uh, be completed anonymously. Reports are not required to be based on first-hand information, and the identity of the person providing the report is protected by law and cannot be disclosed. DCS is not required to talk to the source making the allegations. They don't even have to follow up on it. Or make any determination of the credibility of the reporter. And most of the time, I would say nine times out of ten, these complaints are made when a cray-cray spouse knows that the child is a pawn that can be used against the other cray-cray spouse or normal spouse. And they can play uh, ping-pong with the kid. I've seen it firsthand. Okay? I've had friends, family members, employees that have gone through this monkey business before, and you probably know somebody too if you've been around long enough. This is in sharp contrast to law enforcement where an officer is required to make some credibility determination before relying on third-party information to obtain a search warrant from a judge or magistrate. So let me get this straight. Petty theft. Got to go through all this due process stuff if reported. Take your child, your most precious possession away. It can be done anonymously. I don't know, Ron Travis. I don't know, Paul Bailey. Doesn't sound like a conservative policy to me or a Republican. When DCS at any point can take the anonymous allegations, put them in a court document, file the document at the court, and get a judge to sign an order to take your child out of your home and place them in a stranger's home miles away. I don't know about you, but at our house, we're very careful about what kids watch. We don't let them get on electronic devices that are connected to the Internet. We don't let them go over to just anybody's house. Don't let them ride down the road too far away from the house without us, and we live like out in the freaking country. Kids need to be protected. I, and, and if you read about a lot of things that happen in foster homes, I guarantee you a lot of these people's houses where they're getting taken out of them and put somewhere else, they're probably less safe where they're getting put. Good grief. This proposed legislation will remove the due process requirements of notice and uh, rights to be heard on these secret court orders that trigger criminal prosecution. I hope this thing doesn't make it. it sounds like a bad idea to me. I love this picture. <laughs> I like Chris Todd a lot. This is probably the best picture uh, that we have ever taken for an article. Uh, and and I, I told Chris, I said, those two, those two lovely ladies... Uh, are, are giving you the eye. I think they like what they see. And then I looked a little closer. It's like, those are not women. It's it's like Uneasy Rider uh, with that song in Charlie Daniels. Uh, <laughs> what? I reached out to grab that man with my hair in his hand and that beautiful woman was just a beautiful man. Something like that. I can't remember. On Tuesday, this is a Representative Todd's bill to outlaw drag shows in public spaces passes out of committee. On Tuesday, the House Criminal Justice Committee met to hear... House Bill 9, Representative Todd's bill, if signed into law, will effectively outlaw displays that include drag shows for being uh, allowed in public uh, spaces where minors could be exposed. Landon Starbuck of Freedom Forever offered testimony in favor of the bill. Starbuck said, this past year I've been exposing this new toxic trend of exposing children to adult sexually charged entertainment. Many uh, child protection advocates have discovered a pattern with these events popping up all over the state and the country. These things have occurred all while being called family-friendly. This is just a continual uh, effort of the left 
and of the devil to chip away at the foundational principles of creation. A man is a man. A woman is a woman. You're created in God's image. Uh, the man is to be uh, subjected or uh, to, to be subject to the woman. The woman is to be subject to the man in holy matrimony and to raise up uh, cheers, uh, children rather in fear and admonition of the Lord. It's very plain. And they, they, they are attacking the very fundamental definitions to tell you that right is right, left is, you know, right is wrong, wrong is right, to tell you up is down and down is up, just to completely confuse everything so that there can be no shared truth, so that any and everything is okay, and to groom your children. That's what this is all for. Starbuck continued that not only does this exposure influence children and normalize the behavior, but those children then witness the monetary rewards of a, a, an adulation from the audience the performers are given for using their bodies in such an exploitative fashion, and it's either right or wrong morally, and it's either tolerated or it's not tolerated by law. This bill was recommended for passage and will now head to the House floor for a vote. Only Democrat Representative G.A. Hardaway and Gloria Johnson, who's a piece of work, uh, requested that there are no votes be recorded. Look, how do you, like, glory in, revel in the fact that you think it's a great idea for grown men in underwear to do sexually provocative things in front of children? I mean, of all the, of, you know, of all the hills to die on, politically speaking, I mean, I don't, maybe that's a good one for her. Guys, we need your help. Help! We need your help. Support. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Help us in our work. Mail us. Mail us your love letters uh, to the Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. I did not receive a single valentine. Not a single one from any of you, to my knowledge. You know, I did not check the mail today. I came in here hot-footing it to do an interview. I did not check the mail today. So there may be one in there. There may be one in there with some uh, sweet tarts, uh, maybe maybe some chocolates, maybe some... And now you can get them cheap. You can go to CVS. They're on sale. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you that I did not get to say Happy Valentine's Day to. But we do need your support. We never have hardly any money in the bank. I mean, we, we make enough uh, to pay our people, and that's it. And I don't take a paycheck from this. So if I can do this for free... You can find 5, 10, 20, 50, 100, and some of you are freaking rich out there and you're conservative and you've done well in your businesses. Send us a thousand bucks. I will put it in the bank. I don't take anything out of it. Can we just use it to keep the lights on, to pay our people who I wish we had more money to pay them better because they deserve it, every last bit of it. So do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. And if you give any amount whatsoever, we will send you this directory of all the folks up there in um, in Nashville, some great, some okay, not so good, uh, some some just rhinos through and through, should be running as Democrats, but that's not how their district is drawn, and we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker, this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker, and if you get $50 or more, or a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will send you both of these puppies. Man, you want these. You want these. Everybody wants these. Proud Tennessee conservative tumbler and this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. We got you covered in the drink department, both literally and figuratively. On to the next story. See, no guilt trip. No guilt trip. Well, just a very mild, mild guilt trip. You didn't go very far on that one. All right. 
National Stadium Committee Chair details his opposition to $2.1 billion Titan Stadium deal. The chair of Nashville's East Bank Stadium Committee detailed in a post how the mayor's office lobbyists and communication staff, now one of those lobbyists that push the stadium, is like, lives in the household of a senator. I mean, these are like conflicts of interest. These are conflicts of interest. We should not have these kind of conflict. If, you, if you're going to serve in public office, you should just be like, honey, you're going to have to quit your job or I'm going to have to quit mine, but we can't do it this way. All this stuff with giving this public uh, corporate welfare to these millionaires and billionaires is wrong through and through, and I hope it falls apart. I don't know if any of those lobbyists are going to get their bonuses taken back. Who knows? The mayor's office, lobbyists, and communication staff have pushed a false narrative. No, lobbyists pushing a false narrative that's not in the taxpayer's interest. I've never heard of that. About a $2.1 billion new Tennessee Titan Stadium over the past year and why he will be voting against the project when it's expected to reach the Metro Council in March. Councilmember Bob Mendez wrote, It's not good for the city or its finances. It's too large of a subsidy with not enough benefit to Nashville. Amen. Mendez Post highlighted times he believes the Titans, city manager or city staff, uh, mayor, and John Cooper have been deceptive about the project. Cooper's about the most deceptive little SOB you'll ever meet. The way he treated his city over the last two years and now fast forward, we know plainly that the vaccines don't stop transmission. We know that the masks are irrelevant. We know that the lockdowns did nothing, and Republicans let it all happen, but when a few of them finally started waking up way too late, because they, they didn't have conservative moorings that were very deep, or if any at all, they couldn't stand on principle. They had to, you know, they were just moved by the populace. And it just goes to show you, when things hit the fan, there are folks that will stand, and there are folks that just sway in the wind. And I didn't armchair quarterback. I was out on uh, Market Street Bridge, I think like two or three weeks into the lockdowns, saying this is BS. And I was saying the exact same things I'm saying now. The masks don't work. The lockdowns don't work. I mean, there was no evidence for respiratory uh, infections to have been helped by any of that stuff previously in all of human history. But all of a sudden, this thing was going to be different. I mean, good grief makes me worry for about our society. I'm still shell-shocked over all that stuff, and I think I'll remain so the rest of my life. Menendez post-highlighted times he believed the Titans, city staff, and Mayor John Cooper have been deceptive about the project, including uh, Cooper writing an op-ed saying the deal uh, will put the responsibility of the future stadium, stadium costs on the Titans, which is patently untrue. Menendez, Mendez rather, wrote, To be more accurate, the statement should have been, The Titans will take on the financial responsibility of maintaining the new stadium using hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars. That's exactly right. For months, the mayor's office and the team continue to push the idea that the team is taking Metro off the hook for future new stadium improvement costs. Mendez also pointed to a public records request that showed how difficult it was for Mendez and the committee to obtain proof about the specific details of a Titans renovation plan that Venue Solutions Group review claiming it was a renovation rather required to be paid by Nashville due to the lease stipulations. We know that Metro's obligations under the current lease is definitely not $1.8 billion, Mendez wrote, and we know that Metro has no public analysis of its minimum obligations under the current lease. Finally, Mendez pointed toward recent 
state legislation that would pull state funding and tax capture zones for bond debt and city uh, music center after Metro Nashville voted against a plan to, to host the Republican National Convention, which is hilarious. And I said this before because we've covered this. I think it's just so funny that rhinos can't do the right thing when the right thing's right in front of them, but they can do it way, way later after they've been beat about the head and shoulders, or they can do it right for petty political reasons like this. But they can't just do it because it's right. Too much campaign money being packed around, passed around, too much lobbyist money to be earned, to go into the household budget. Just too much money. Too much money to be had out there. If we give away a bunch, we're going to get some. Wildly unpopular, this stadium. Tax subsidy, like 80% of Tennesseans hate it, don't want it. Rhinos keep marching forward with it. Recent events show that there's now a serious risk that the state will one day snatch this revenue from the stadium. Mendez says if that happened, Metro would find itself a few years down the road of having to fill a $25 million per year budget hole. Put that in your budget hole, buddy. All right. I'm about to say a bunch of nice stuff about Todd Gardenhire. I appreciate him very much for doing this. It will not help me or my kids, but... It is a step in the right direction in a year where we've had none on school choice. To my knowledge, I think this is the only good school choice bill that's even passed out. Made me so mad. Cameron Sexton posts on Twitter him standing with a bunch of kids that came up to the Capitol from charter schools. You know, good PR op for low information voters. And I was like, you know, I, you know once you quit, you know, when you're finished celebrating, the less than 1% of kids that have any school choice options in the state, how about you start working on getting the other 99% some options? And I don't think charter schools are a good option for every family. I just want my tax money back. It's plain and simple. Don't, don't, I just want it back. Let me spend it. Y'all have had the supermajority for 10 years. The scores are terrible. The bullying's rampant. The, the sexualization of the kids, the corruption, the leftist mantras... The, the crap curriculum, the, the boards that don't listen to parents. Let's just get them out of there. Let's just get them out. Senator Todd Gardenhire bill to include Hamilton County and Tennessee, uh, Hamilton County and Tennessee's education savings account pilot program was passed with a 20 to 6 vote on the Senate floor yesterday. And there's some people that voted against this in committee, which I think is just like Rusty Crow abstained, which, I mean, it's none of your business. It's Hamilton County. And uh, what's the other guy that, that voted against it? There was a Republican that voted against it, not even in his county. I mean, let's keep these kids uh, you know, trapped in these failing schools. I'll think about who it was in a minute. Senate Bill 12 would expand the eligibility criteria for the state's ESA pilot program to include students attending priority schools within Hamilton County. When the ESA pilot program was introduced in 2019, leaders from the Hamilton County wanted to exclude themselves, which included Garden Hire and I think Watson and uh, almost the entire Hamilton County delegation, Mayor Jim Coppinger, one of the worst county mayors we have ever had in the history of Hamilton County, the two years that he just completely took away people's rights, and he has been proven to be absolutely wrong as history has unfolded the facts about the communicable nature of the disease. Terrible to have that be the thing you go out on, is, is to have lied to people and to have made their life miserable and have made small businesses miserable, and that's Mayor Jim Coppinger. He was terrible here in Hamilton County. A huge stain on his legacy. I mean, I, I don't know what, other than raising taxes and a few other things. Maybe he did something good. I don't know. Unfortunately, less than satisfactory results were achieved through the efforts of Senator Gardenhire, 
uh, when decided to draft SB uh, 0012. Let me back up here. When the ESA pilot program was introduced in 2019, leaders from Hamilton County wanted to exclude themselves from the bill in order to give a uh, previous plan a chance to work, which in public education, it doesn't ever work. This is the, the fundamental takeaway. Doesn't matter if Republicans run it. Doesn't matter if Democrats run it. Doesn't matter where you run it. It sucks. Government's not good at much. And the more complex it is, the less competent they are. I mean, this should be the takeaway lesson for all, all conservatives, all Republicans. Like, government doesn't do much well. Take the money, give it back to people, get out of a business that you're not good at, and they are not good at this. The number of schools in Hamilton County's priority list have fluctuated over the years. By 2022, the list had grown to consist of nine priority schools in the county. It currently sits at a list of eight. Senator Gardenhire likened the ever-changing list to a game of whack-a-mole, saying, if you fix one, three pop up. He then addressed his colleagues, saying, whether you like the ESA bill or not, it's here, and it has passed all the legal challenges. Let's give my county's parents the opportunity to offer choice to their students. After clarifying the bill, would not change the admission caps outlined in the original pilot program, which I think is disgusting. We should, everybody should have a chance, regardless of income or the academic performance of the school, to take their kid wherever they damn well want to. I have spent 20 years in this state plus paying into sales tax and property tax and business tax as an entrepreneur, and I can't use any of the money. It makes me angry. And I'm going to keep working on this till my dying day. One day maybe I can see some kids get out of these failing government schools. After clarifying that, the six nay votes were maintained by Democrat Senators Akbari, Campbell, Kyle, Lamar, Oliver, and Yarbrough. So if you're going to go to go to live in uh, Nashville, where the schools suck and are some of the suckiest in the entire state, if O. Yarborough becomes your mayor, you can guarantee he ain't going to try to get your kids out of those failing schools. That's one thing you can know if you're in Metro Nashville. All right, here we go. Bill aimed at requiring all governing bodies to allow public comment to be heard in subcommittee, and I think this should go through. A bill aimed at requiring public comment at state governmental meetings was scheduled to be heard in the House Public Service Committee on Tuesday. It's so funny. Government is supposed to serve the people. They have to pass a law just to let people be heard. Now, they usually don't listen to you. We saw that at school boards meetings and continue to see it all across the state and all across the nation. They don't listen to you. They don't even want to listen to you. And then when you do tell them what you want, even though it's your bunny, they don't do anything about it. Representative Lane Davis is sponsoring House Bill 448 with Senator Adam Lowe sponsoring Bill 551 in the Senate. While the Tennessee conservative has been assured by one of the bill's sponsors that the intent of the proposed legislation is to guarantee First Amendment rights in Section B, the language states that the governing body may limit the number of speakers. In 2021, some school districts across the state tried to adopt rules limiting public participation for school board meetings because it's the complaint department, right? Well, when you produce a bad product and a bad service with bad outcomes, you're going to get a lot of complaints. You know what is it, what, what cuts down on the complaints? Doing a good job. Do a good job. You don't have very many complaints. You don't need a big complaint department. Senator Lowe responded to our inquiry and said, Currently, nothing in Tennessee code requires governing bodies to allow any communication. This bill will be a step in the right direction by saying they must allow time for public comment. When asked about the proposed language that might be used to limit the number of speakers at meetings, Lowe said that he would look at the possibility of amending the language so that the governing bodies would not be able to set unreasonable limits to subvert the intent of the law, not that, not that the intent of the law would ever be subverted. 
We want to make sure there's time for comment without creating an unproductive filibuster, said Lowe, which I can I can get on board with. You don't need people just rambling forever like I do here. All right, guys. That's pretty quick for me. Running through all that news and telling you about the Follow the Money Report. Go to followthemoneyreport.com. Follow the money report.com. You can get your free copy. And it will it'll blow your hair back. And it, you will like look at this and then hopefully, I assume that you being a well-educated, smart, uh, not low-information audience, you'll look at this report and you will look at the numbers and you'll be like, oh, no wonder. No wonder. No wonder we can't get them to vote like conservatives. All their money comes from left-leaning Democrat sources. No wonder. And it doesn't even come from inside the district they represent. No wonder. And there's lots of conflicts of interest with the committees they serve on. No wonder. That's what that'll do. See, it's funny. Uh, both in my consulting career and in my political career, I have had opportunities to uh, analyze data from time to time, being in specific situations that most people never get an opportunity to be in, where I get to have all of my intuition and gut instinct about a situation completely vindicated and verified. And my good instinct, uh, when we put together the Follow the Money report, was that the reason these Republicans can't vote like conservative is because they've gotten addicted to PAC and corporate welfare. Uh, not that kind of corporate welfare. Now, you, you get it and then you give it, apparently. Is, is because is because they like all their money, they just get so lazy. And then the people just keep dropping checks and these lobbyists are in their ear whispering, just whispering like, like some kind of demon to blind the mind of the king and after a while they just get seduced and lulled into it and they go on these fine fancy parties and they get wined and dined and they they make these relationships and friendships with lobbyists and they just keep going along to get along until one day like they you know you push somebody around in a wheelchair long enough they might have been able to walk when they first sat down in it but after a while like your legs atrophy well sometimes your communication and your connection to your district atrophies and the only time you try to reconnect with it is right before you run for office, and you don't raise any of your money out of it, so you've got this huge conflict of interest. Well, the Follow the Money report, not only did it like reinforce uh, my thoughts on it, it like absolutely put it in concrete. Give it a look. I think you'll find it interesting. FollowTheMoneyReport.com. All right, now. Drumroll, please, for your favorite part of the show, what I'm doing this weekend. Maybe I'll tell you a little bit what I did this week. We had a... Um, had a little uh, Valentine's Day get-together because I've got three women to make happy at my house. Uh, one is four, one is 11, uh, and one is is in her 20s. I'll tell you that. She really isn't in her 20s anymore. But nonetheless, don't ask about a woman's age uh, or her weight. I've learned uh, these things are not things that a man should do. But nonetheless, my young, beautiful wife and my young children. So I uh, did a sneaky kind of getaway down to uh, two places that my daughters and my wife like. I went and got some very uh, great, but they'll set you back a little bit, uh, chocolates down at the hot chocolatier in front of the Chattanooga Choo Choo. I was actually in the business incubator with the couple that started that a decade ago, plus, well, 15 years probably now. And then I went to um, Jackson Bakery, which is like the best bakery in town. Um, just fantastic bakery. It's here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And the once- a bustling uh, shopping area of Eastgate Mall, which has now turned into a uh, homeless refugee camp thanks to 
Mayor Tim Kelly's terrible enforcement of trespassing, loitering, panhandling laws. We're, we're turning slowly but surely into uh, a trash-ridden hellscape here in Chattanooga. You get outside of the, the district, the, the business improvement district downtown, and even those people have serious issues with crime and, and wandering youths. Uh, that are that are shooting each other uh, and doing other things uh, right down where all the tourism is going on. Nonetheless, I went down there and picked up some of those, and we came back, and we had us a, a good little meal and uh, opened some presents, ate some chocolates for Valentine's Day. It was fun. My wife's birthday is uh, got this unfortunate pattern of falling in the middle of the painting industry event that I speak at every year. This year it's in New Mexico, so I'm almost always out of town on my wife's birthday, which is not good. And so, we tried to celebrate it, and we're going to celebrate her birthday Saturday. We're going to get all the family together. Uh, the family gets together for each and every birthday on my wife's side, which is great because I love seeing uh, my in-laws. I really do. I, I love them. I have a great relationship with all of them and enjoy seeing them and their children. Uh, so we get together. We're going to go out to eat up in Cleveland. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember where just yet. We're going to eat an early lunch in Cleveland because uh, the rest of the family is up in uh, Cleveland, Knoxville, and Sevierville. And we're going to do that, and I don't know what i got to do Saturday, uh, the rest of the day. We're going to go out to eat that evening again. My wife and I have a babysitter. So we're just doing birthday in it up uh, for my beautiful wife. And then Sunday, we'll go to church, and then I've got to get ready to go out of town. I'll be out of town for a week, and I'm still in the mid middle of my busy season with my painting business. So I've just been burning the candle at both ends. Burning the candle at both ends. So that's what's going on this weekend. Normally, I'd be going to the Signal Mountain Opry, which I might be able to get to see a little bit of on Saturday, which I hope I can. But it's also, you know, in the middle of my wife's birthday, and it seems like something always happens that last weekend of the month. So I'll get up there eventually, though. I'll get up there eventually. Guys, follow the moneyreport.com, spread it far and wide. If you got a couple dollars laying around and you want to do something for conservatism in your state, I guarantee you this. You will not write a check. You will not send a contribution to another organization that is doing more, that is having a greater impact than we are here, uh, dollar for dollar, the Tennessee conservative. You can't send it to Washington. You can't send it to the Republican Party. You can't send it to anywhere else. I'm telling you. Send it here. We will make good use of it. Guys, I love you. Mean it. Uh, keep the notes and letters coming to 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Uh, do continue to follow the coverage. Uh, we've got Dennis Power and uh, Powers and Bo Watson's social media censorship bill, uh, which is going to go into committee. Uh, we sent an email out about that previously. Uh, you would have seen an interview. It came in your email box. Go back a couple of days and check that out. Uh, just look for Dennis Powers in your inbox and look at the bill uh, and where it's going in those committees. Start reaching out to those committee members and ask them if they're going to support that thing or not. And we have some other social media censorship bills that are being uh, supported, and I usually take that as a good sign. When there are three or four bills that are aiming to do more or less the same thing, chances are something will come out on the other side. And I hope it's positive because uh, conservatives have, have really laid down on the job on this, and we've allowed ourselves to be muted, cut down. I don't know that uh, that didn't cost us the election the last time around uh, was the censorship of, of conservative communication in advance of an election, which to me is treasonous uh, and something should be done about it. And hopefully we can do something about it at the state level. Uh, we continually and constantly point to D.C. and the inadequacies caused by the dysfunction up there and whoever's in power, so on and so forth. But what we really need to do is 
do what we can to make that place function up there better, but we really need to um, spend the bulk of our time making sure that in Tennessee uh, we are protected and safeguarded from all nonsense and that we use our sovereignty as a state under the Constitution as the founders originally meant uh, to do things like nullification and to take back uh, take back our sovereignty as a state. And that's how the founders meant it, and we need to get back to that uh, sooner rather than later. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. I love you. Mean it. Talk to you soon. See you next week.